0: of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.
1: Ford Store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I thought he did some good things. I thought, you know, there was some energy there. Um, we scored some touchdowns, but obviously, uh, we also turned the ball over. Indeed.
0: And those are the words from Mike Tomlin. And it's going to be interesting, Max, when uh, we get to the uh, post-show press conference when Mike Tomlin, uh, uh, you know, takes on the media and uh, hear what he's got to say. But I would expect, uh, certainly, in my mind, I, I think it's Kenny time. And I think Kenny's going to be the guy and you got to move forward. And I, I think even further than that, I think not only would it be Kenny uh, being up this week, but I also think Mason gets to go to the second chair. Uh, I would be surprised if um, if uh, Mitch, you know, was in the second chair there. So uh, we'll see. Uh, that's kind of the way I see it. But
1: how about you? Well, I I think for me, me Wolf, it's it, it, it's got to happen that way, and it will be interesting to see what Coach Tyron is going to say at the uh, press conference today to really get an idea about what's the situation because we're trying to figure out how this is going to look. Mm-hmm. And we're also keeping Mitch Trubisky's feelings involved. But he's a professional. So right. whatever role you feel like he's going to go ahead and just do it. But I but yeah, I I'm not I'm not sure. It's, How that's going to work? Yeah, it's going I mean, to be interesting.
0: Let me let me ask you this because I look at Mitch and I thought, you know, he was competent. It wasn't like he was, you know, just totally messing up around like that. I mean, he was competent and the offense was growing. But what we saw, and here I guess this is where I go to number one. I said back in training camp, and I still believe it to this day that Mason was the most impressive or steady performing amongst the three of them. Okay, but they came out and they they had they had a plan. They worked the plan and they stayed with the plan. And I, I, I thought in my mind, I guess I was in my mind saying it's a little premature to pull it on on Mitch. But you know the coaches know they know who knows what. You know what I mean? If Kenny yeah. wasn't ready, Kenny would have never been in the in the number two chair. They would have dressed three quarterbacks.
1: Do you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that that that's that's why we're because we should not be surprised. But like you said, I think it's more premature and that's maybe more so us looking at the fact that we know it's on the precipice and the teams you're going to face and if you're going to set a young guy up for success you would rather it have been going into the buy or at the buy sure give him a week make the change let the comfortability hit in and then come out of the buy Fully, you know, full board, full go against some teams that's not this gauntlet before the bye. <laughs> but here, here's the point, you know. I mean, Kenny,
0: according to what we've heard, he he barely had any, if any, reps with the number ones, okay? So he goes in, and they want to spark. They want to put him in there, and they do put him in there with basically not much as far as reps with the ones the week before and it kind of, like, says to me, uh, when you have that, they know what they got, and they believe in that kid. I don't know. That's just kind of how I it, it kind of looks to me from, you know, sitting on the outside here.
1: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And, and you'll get a bird's-eye view at practice this week. And so it, it'll just be interesting. I mean, I, I liked what I saw as well. It was a spark but it was just like you said it it looked like he hadn't gotten any reps with the ones right as well and he was a little bit of freestyle right <laughs> he, it was <laughs> off script and i think that's why you probably got more run <laughs> because you're like when in doubt run it out <laughs>
0: right well again you know to me it, it the, the knowledge that he didn't get or hardly any, if any, of those ones reps, and then you put them in at halftime, it kind of blows apart that whole set them up with the you know the bye week and this and that. I mean, they they obviously got a lot of confidence that he knows what he's doing and that the stage is not too big because otherwise you would do that. You know, you'd wait. You'd put them in in that bye week. You'd have them in all week long and have him being able to do all the reps and everything else and overload him with stuff, and, you know, they didn't. You know, and they they did not dress Mason, so it, it, to me, it's just like I believe that they they have the faith that this young man can step up and carry the the, the mail here over uh, this this very seemingly very imposing next month of football.
1: No, a- absolutely. No, I I completely agree, and yeah, it's just it, it's, it's a shock to the system. I think that's what it is. We're still trying to. Well, I should say not we. You have. I need to wrap my head around the fact that (laughs) this is now the Kenny Pickett show. And that this is it for Mr. Biskey. And the experiment is over. And this is how we're moving. You know, I'm not going to say some of the thoughts I'm going to say. I'll wait to let those things transpire. But it'd be interesting to see how things progress, especially if you're going to healthy scratch Mr. Mr. Biskey It's going to be very interesting to me.
0: Um, you know, I mean, again, uh, it's, it's to me was looking at this game. The one thing about it that stood out was we got two quarterbacks running basically the same offense with two different viewpoints from the pocket is basically what it came down to for me. You know, one on one hand, um, you had Mitch in the previous games throwing a lot outside the numbers, not downfield, that sort of thing, which increased week by week. Uh, to be fair, okay, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not running down Mitch. I'm not saying that that uh, he couldn't uh, be productive being put back in there and so forth. But the the fact that you kind of went broken glass, get Kenny type of thing, you know, in a halftime says to me that. Uh, y- He's got a good grasp of what they want to do offensively and watching him go from a one of six on third down to a five of six. And if you ask me, one of the biggest things that's going to be important in Buffalo is going to be time of possession, trying to keep Josh Allen on the sidelines as long as possible. So being able to roll the chains, time of possession, do what you can to um, keep your defense off the field. That's got to be one of the primary conditions, I would think, that is on the table.
1: Yeah, I mean, th- this was something but here's something we we had to expect this because once you made that decision to put him as a number 2 over Mason. This was always going to be a look over your shoulder type of situation. Absolutely. And so I guess you felt like hopefully Mitch could overcome that, but like you said, when you take the two losses back to back, the pressure starts to naturally mount, whether seen or unseen, but of course the crowd lets you know that Did we just we see him? it <laughs> yeah oh, there
0: you okay, there you are, okay, for a moment you just dropped you were in the oh, side yeah, you were in the side. so
1: repeat what you just said, <laughs> oh goodness. Okay, so so what I said was that once you made the decision to to dress Kenny as a number two, there was always going to be that look over your shoulder feel. Sure. And you hope that Mitch could have overcame that. And when you take the two losses that we did um, and the fans during that New England game were already calling for Kenny. right that's when you knew it was going to be something that was a ticking time bomb. And whether he had put it out of his mind or not, the fans were then yelling it. I know you say, hey, I don't listen to the f-, But when you're a quarterback and you hear somebody cheering somebody else's name, right. you're going to hear it. It's different than an offensive lineman say, <laughs> put somebody else in. No, no. it's <laughs>
0: Can you you're imagine right. trying to lead that chair? Okay, we want that yeah. chair. Let's put another offensive tackle in the lineup, would you please?
1: <laughs> let's go, Davis. <laughs> let's go, Davis, right? Yeah, that's just like so out of bounds there,
0: man, trying to get that back up. But, you know, you're right. what well, And, again, you know, this was set up, and, and Kenny was in the two-chair, and he's ready to go. Mitch knows, and I think that's that led to Mitch a lot throwing out, you know, the out routes, all that stuff outside the numbers, not going deep. I thought he was careful, or maybe overly careful with the ball at times. But I understand what he wants to do. You want to build that offense. You want to make sure you're not making mistakes. You're protecting the ball, and you're not giving the opportunity for the crowd to start to swell up and start, you know, cheering for Kenny like uh, Eddie and the Cruisers. You know, I mean, (laughs) Eddie, Eddie, and that started back in the preseason. They're going Kenny, Kenny, you know, and and you, you could hear it. And I know everybody heard it. And I I look at it and and Mike just said a week ago that it was going to take steely resolve to look through this and and keep the course, but he changed course right at halftime there. And I think rightly so. He needed a spark. He felt the spark could happen with Kenny, and it did indeed. Now, you have, of course, the ramifications of reality. When you got a young guy that goes in there and he's a gunslinger, he's going to let that baby go, and he did. But, you know, the fact of the matter, there was a spark, and the defense didn't hold up their end in the second half.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. it was definitely something – that was unfortunate, right? It was a sp- it was a spark that flamed out.
0: <laughs> yeah, yes, no yeah. doubt about it. But you know, if you go back, um, again, it was from the outhouse to the penthouse because he comes in, and he throws an interception. But again, you got to look at some of the wide receivers, and do you think? Let me ask you this: Do you think the wide receivers are living up to their billing as of
1: yet? Well, i th- I would say George Pickens is. I have to give him the opportunity. Right, right. I th- and that's I, the yeah. point. I, I would say Pat Fryer move is. They're starting um, to come on, yes. Deontay, Deontay's getting the double team. So right. it's tough. So he's technically living up to it because he's drawing the double team. Right. Which means other guys have to win. Yes. To get his double team unlocked. And some of those other guys aren't doing that. Exactly so. Okay, right. do I have to say his name? Well, do I have to say his name? We, Claypool.
0: Yes, we all know. I mean, th- that's okay. the point, and that's where we're going with this thing. Because I still think, again, I, I know I'm, 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 you know, I'm like a broken record. But I watch Clay, uh, Chase Claypool, and I see the the great attributes he's got. Now, can we start to target him a little bit like they have with Pickens at certain times? You know, and we got to see. As we go through the week, we'll break down the Bills and take a look at what's going on. They've got some issues in their secondary. They got some problems with some of their safeties and with their corners. So they you know, it's not like these guys are they're not quite playing at the same level they were in the first couple of weeks. And to be able to exploit what is gonna you know, anything with the Bills, it's gonna it's gonna be a lot, I think, on some of the short passing game with the wide receivers and keeping some sort of ball control because again, you got trying to roll the chains is, is gonna be job one, if you ask me offensively.
1: Yeah. No, it's going it's going to be. You've got to attack those safeties. And who better to do it with than a guy who's six foot four? Yeah. Um, and two hundred plus pounds. Two hundred and thirty eight I mean, pounds. That, I mean that's yeah, exactly. that's a
0: big strong man.
1: Yeah, exactly. And either sending him up to sea sending them deep down the middle and then running some underneath stuff with Pickens or vice versa. And then, of course, you still have some curl and some hammer routes dealt, built in for Firemouth and really test the middle of this defense. Now, of course, you got Terrell's brother, Trey, roaming the middle. <laughs> yep. So you got to watch him yep. because he's a guy who can run with the tight end. But there's there's a height advantage with Fryer move. Yeah, well, so not, not so, with, yeah, Tre- with
0: Tremaine. He's what 6'5"?
1: Oh, so, Tremaine, sorry. Yeah, you just I Trey, call it Trey. Tremaine, Terrell. <laughs> yeah, exa- see, exactly. exact Three of them. It's it, a little bit overwhelming too, this early in the morning. Too ma- it's too many. Edmonds. Yeah. <laughs> too many Edmonds running between these teams. Okay. Yes. Uh, but yeah. So yeah, to have Tremaine, he could run. And he he has that ability to cover fire move, so that's where you're going to need a lot of those crossing routes where you have to make the de- where you have to make the decision.
0: Yes, yeah. Now there's no doubt in my mind. Look, you know, without going further ahead with the bills because I'm not ready to move on on at this point in time. But I I look at you know the decision and and the big decision that's going to happen is it Kenny or Mitch? But again, going back to the third downs, you know, the fact that Kenny was able to move the club on the third downs were so big to me, and that the fact that Kenny wasn't sacked. You know what I mean? Mitch got sacked three times. Um, and I, it, it, They're not his, all his fault or anything like that, but there were a couple of times I thought his escapability uh, would show with the the wheels he's got, and it didn't. And that, to me, was a little bit disappointing because I thought maybe that was something he could excel at but with Kenny, he used he, what he had a quarterback sneak. He had a couple the top the TD runs that were short yardage. Um, he had one that he picked up a third down. Uh, I think it was like uh, like six yards or something like that. So I mean he was functional at least in getting out of the pocket and, and able to do some of the things. Uh, but certainly one of the big things I, I believe is that um, you 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 know getting the ball down the field is going to be big. But they're going to have to be careful with that. It's not something that you're just going to. You know, start winging away down the field all the time. They had no, very little checkdowns last week.
1: No, they had very little checkdowns, indeed. So, but uh, but we'll, we're we're going to step aside for a minute, <laughs> okay? As 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 we uh, allow life to take its course <laughs> and let us decompress for a second.
0: <laughs> what do you got going but, on? Uh, you got a rattlesnake in your driveway again. Huh?
1: no 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 definitely not that it's too cold now oh, in the okay. morning at least
0: i take it wolf- i take it wolf isn't getting the humming either
1: no he's not he's not getting it he, he's creating it but he's not he's not getting it <laughs> max, max and i are having some weird audio things going okay. on over here wolf so yeah we're glad you're going good. on all
0: right There's yeah exactly the we're glad you're here. good
1: you're unbothered <laughs> yeah but uh <laughs> You've been listening to In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks here on SNR or any ASPN Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, obviously it's a rebuilding year. I'm not going to use that as an excuse. Uh, it don't matter who's at quarterback or whoever's in at any position. It's our job to get it done and uh, win games for the Steelers, for us in general. So that's what we got to do: win. That's all I'm focused on: winning. Well, that was uh, Deontay Johnson <laughs> after the game on Sunday. Did the he utter the words that shall not be said, Wolf?
0: <laughs> I know it. Not, I know it. Were you as rocked as I was when you heard that?
1: I know. I I was I was like, oh my god! It's like, do not say that. He who shall not be named. <laughs> Phrase that shall not be uttered in these in these hallowed halls. <laughs> you, you know. Do not say Baltimore. You do not say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there thinking to myself. Was there any of the uh, I don't
0: know any of the the, the PR people around going you know shaking <laughs> yeah, exactly
1: their head. You, you need to hit that the wrap it up box from Dave Chappelle <laughs> wrap it up wrap <laughs> it <laughs> <laughs> up oh, that's nothing good. to see here nothing to move or, the, or, or or the little the 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 stick from Men in Black that erases everybody's oh, minds oh yeah yes <laughs> just look at the t- yeah just just stare yeah at yeah. All your answers will be answered right here. Just just look right here. Don't worry. We're going to go back five minutes. Don't worry. You didn't miss anything. No, the hot dog still tastes good. Click. <laughs> there you go. All right. And, and for those oh, okay. who are
0: now tuning in or were with us from the start, uh, the fact is you, you can hear now, right, Max? You're not like uh, you don't have this crazy hum in your head or whatever going on. It's yeah. not like there's an alien invasion going on.
1: Yeah, no, it, it was definitely one of those things where it was, it was one of those low hums that you know if once you listen to it for fifteen minutes straight in your head and it does not, and, and, well, in your headset right. and it does not go down. The volume stays at this constant humming, Ooh. and then all of the sound is reverberating back into. So everything I was saying outward mm-hmm. was coming right back at me in real time. Okay, so it sounded almost like an interruption. So that's why I was kind of talking measured. Yes. Because I was trying to get my thoughts together because you have the humming and then the sound coming, yourself coming right back at you. And then you sounded like a robot, Wolf. <laughs> so I mean, like Charlie li- Brown's teacher, right? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. It was just, and this is how you. That, <laughs> that. I was like, oh my gosh. So yeah, so my head was starting to hurt, and I don't usually get headaches. And I was like, I was like, please, we got to go to break. I was like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I so tried. The big question was now that we've got that that humming thing
0: taken care of, because I guess. Uh, who is it? Some of the engineers went in and some of the ninjas. They got the job done, so it's a good thing. A lot of
1: moving parts, gentlemen. A lot right. of moving parts.
0: Very good. Literally moving parts. Master Splinter. West had to move studios. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the fact of the matter is, you got Deontay Johnson, who uttered the word rebuilding. Um, the yes, You're the not R word. Yes, yes. You just to say I'm it, sorry. Wolf. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ooh. I, I gotta, you just said it now. 20 lashes. Boom. <laughs> Boom. I'll have to go out exactly. and, and, and and hit myself over the head there. But reload, to me, has always been the term. You know, it's always yeah. – that's what I've always heard ever since I got here. Uh, back in nineteen eight. Boys, is that a long time ago. But reload was always the, the, the word, the verbiage that was used, rather
1: than the other R word. Well, and, and especially since you've not had a losing season since 2003 – right you know, think about that as well it's been the better part of almost two decades you have not seen this time ty- you know we, we've we seen we flirted with this record before sure. right 2017 we were here last um, year right one and three yeah yeah so so we, we we have we have been at this point but we've never said that because it's always been a puncher's chance and and let's face it mike Tomlin has always punched his way out of it yes you know very he much ha- so. he has ba- he has battled to you know to not be at you know or i should say below mediocrity um and i think that's what you kind of have to that's the expectation when you come here that's what you're contributing to you're contributing to a team that's going to be competitive every single year and we haven't seen that as of late so i think that's why fans are restless. That's why reporters are kind of caught off guard by this because we've enjoyed not dealing with what more than half of the NFL deals with on, on an annual basis. Right. <laughs> and for some teams, you know, a very long time. And so it, it's 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 a new feeling. It's an uncomfortable feeling and it's something that we should never get used to, by the way. Right. The, Absolutely. Let's, let's 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 not be used to it, but also let's put it in the frame that you're gonna, we have to do, we have to get through the ugly phase, I like to call it. You know, it's, and I keep referring to it, Wolf, back when you had hair, because yes. I know that you will talk <laughs> about the fact that your lack of. Um, and but my leisure back suit, had, too, buddy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I great, uh, oh, I had a great
0: leisure suit, bud. Yeah, back in oh, the you day. did oh yeah yeah
1: you, did, did you keep it buttoned a little low and oh, uh, you, you know, know. Let, let let the chest hairs flare
0: yeah you know I never had all that
1: much Gro- I was not a hairy beast the way some people okay are, you know okay okay you weren't okay so you, you so you didn't have you didn't have to you didn't have to plant the garden no you know? no no no, no. Okay, there's no good, manscaping good. there okay all right hey hey you never know you never know <laughs> but I think but the ugly phase is where if you're trying to grow your hair out right and Correct. There comes that moment, you know, it's the point of no return. You're in between like, hairdos, right? I've I've got to let this grow just a little bit longer. <laughs> it's not quite there for full plumage, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. the plume is there, but i got to wait another month. That's kind of where we're at with this offense, right? We're waiting for – they're right on the cusp. Like, you see the concepts, but they're not connecting just yet, right? It's just kind of – you know, it's like trying to put two of the wrong connectors in the adapter. True. And it's like, nope, nope, this isn't the way this goes. It's supposed to go this way, but it won't fit this way. And you're trying to get to that point. And I think that's where we're at with the office. I think. And that's what kind of more so what Deontay kind of intimated. And he kind of clarified it on Monday, um, explaining that, you know, I didn't mean anything negative by it. You know, we have a lot of young guys and not a lot of older vets like my first three years in the league. And so he was referencing, you know, Ben Pouncy and some of the leadership that's in there, Ramon Foster, David DeCastro, and saying that we don't have those guys here. Everybody here is young. Um, and, you know, we're we're getting to a point where we can get older. I mean, now, granted, the older guys that you do have on the line, two of them are new. <laughs> um, right. And Chooks. That, that that that's that's your veteranness of this offense when you think about it, mm-hmm. right? Right. And then below that falls Deontay Chase Claypool as the second level, and then below that now you're talking about second years in rookies. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, There's <laughs> so, not a lot of veteranship
0: yeah. there, my friend.
1: No, there, there's not a lot of veteranship. So it so it now comes a point where you have to be patient. Because we haven't seen this. There's always been the vets. Even when I when Ben and I came in the league in two thousand and four, you have to remember Alan Fanica's is a ninety-eight guy, Heinz Ward's a ninety-eight guy, right? Yes. Plex is a two thousand guy. Marvell's a two thousand yes. guy. You know, you had so you had guys that before the rookie and Ben and I was I was I was a rookie as as a as a backup guy, so off the bench dressing, but other than that, everybody else was an older group, and then you even look on the defensive side of the ball. You know, when you're thinking about Casey Hampton, you're thinking about Aaron Smith, Kimo von Olhoffen, right? Right. Joey Porter, Clark Hagens, uh, James Ferrier, another '98 guy. You know, Larry Foote was it was a young guy, considered a young guy. He was a, he was an O two guy, and so you're like, oh man, you know, Deshay Chad Scott, right? Our corners on the edge. And then, of course, you got Chris Hope deep um, with a young Troy Palamalu, who was who a second-year guy, mm-hmm. um, playing at the safety position. Like, the team was older, and it had a mix of young. This is a young team with very little mix of veteranship. Like, defensively, it's going to be more veteran because that's the way that, we, that, that it's cycled right now. You know, Cam is the outlier. Tyson Alualu. And then, of course, Wormley's an older guy. But, you know, you still got young guys in here and, and Alex Highsmith. T.J. Watt just got off of his rookie deal, so he's, he's, he's an old salt, but he's not here right now. Um, you know, you bring in Miles Jack. Uh, Devin Bush is still a young guy. And so you, Cam Sutton's a young guy. Akello Witherspoon, who's not here right now, wasn't here in the game, but Akello is still a younger guy as far as experience goes. And then Levi Wallace is that mid range guy. You know, he's still a young guy, but he wasn't highly talented. So he 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 had a shorter contract. So these are the things we're kind of dealing with. And like you said, it's 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 new pieces also in here, and it just hasn't converted into success as a team just yet. You know, we had a historical game against you know the Cincinnati Bengals to get that victory, and you saw the links it took to get that victory. Whereas if that's a veteran squad, five turnovers on the other team, mm-hmm. one of those being a pick six, years past, that no brainer, that's a victory. Bury them, right? Pour some dirt on them. They're asking for it. But this is a team that has to learn how to do that. And so it it is it is a transition. And you know, I, I can't disagree with what Deontay said, but once again, it's always it's the message. Not the messenger, and you have to make sure that the messaging sounds correct when you when you utter certain words that have not been uttered for two decades.
0: <laughs> so we we settle on reload. There you go. We just reload. Yeah, that's that's reload. the way. Ever since I got to Pittsburgh, that was new the- clip. Yeah. new clip. There you go. <laughs> it, it, it just it covers all issues. Look, um, I, I just wonder with Deontay. If, if they move forward with Kenny, it, I think Kenny already has got eyes on George Pickens. I think Kenny's already got the hookup with Pat fryer moore And I wonder, in Deontay's mind, is he wondering where his offense... And remember, he's pulling the double teams, right? I mean, he's that's that's he's been the premier target guy for, for a couple of years now. So I just wonder... What's going through his mind is he's saying that and looking at the possible change at quarterback and moving forward from there and wondering where that leaves him and what he's going to be doing.
1: Yeah, well, that's, that's, a, natural human, that's yeah. a natural human emotion, right? Especially coming off of you just got a new contract, so you want to be able to go justify why you deserve this contract. Right. And it's not paying off right now, and then now you're going to go to a perceived young guy. You know, how, how does that affect me? And, and that's especially what you're going to think about, especially in a loss, right? Because especially if you feel like you could have done more, mm-hmm. uh, you're gonna you're gonna always be like, well, 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 what about me? I I feel like I created these things. Well, wh- where's my payoff for those things? And I think that's what you talk about. But that's also where we have to be patient because Kenny hasn't gotten those reps with the ones, so he hasn't gotten a lot of throws to Deontay under his belt. You know. And Kenny kind of intimated that in in the post in the in the post game co- uh, press conference, where he where he talked about, hey, I try and steal some reps on the side and throw to these guys right. when I can because I'm not getting the ones reps. And if I am going to go in as the number two, at least I want to have some rapport with these guys in some type of capacity. So if I got to go get a little extra work on the side, I'm willing to do that. And that's what I have been doing, and that's what at least yielded some success on Sunday. You know, I just, in my mind, I'm sitting there thinking about the three catches
0: that we've watched Pickens make. All right. The one that Mason threw him in the preseason when he toe dragged right at the end end of the end of the back end of the end zone, right by the pylon. You think about the unbelievable one. From uh, Cleveland where he re- – was it Cleveland? He reached back and, and yeah, laid out – Yeah, Cleveland, yeah. Make sure I got the right day. And then – The full stretcher. Yeah, the full stretcher, I, I guess. And he says that was only like a number six or seven on the all-time list of great catches he's made. I'd like to see, boy, the one through six. But then then, how about that that back shoulder throw when he, he just he, he, he just locked out his legs and, and had his toes grow an inch, you know, on the
1: sidelines there? Yeah. That was amazing. Oh, yeah. Did, we, that was, that was he. He went straight. We call that dead legging. Okay, dead leg. He, he went straight dead good. leg. All right. Yeah, because his upper body was still moving, but the legs were just. I mean, okay, it looked good. like they, can, like they were. You can update frozen. my terms. See. Yeah, there you know, it is. Dead legging. I'll be a little yeah. more hip. There it is. Yeah, <laughs> we, we can get you hip. We we can we can try to get you hip. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to make any guarantees. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, that is so true, Max. All right, let's take a break. Uh, when we come back. All right, we're going to tell you who got the last pass from Ben Roethlisberger and the first from Kenny Pickett right here in the Locker Room, SNR.
1: This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio, presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
0: Jet motion right to left behind him. He play action fix. Dumps a little screen pass to the right. And that is Zach Gentry. All 6 feet 12. On his way. 25, 20, 15, 10. And they tackle him at the 9 or the 8-yard line. Jesse Bates kept him out of the end zone. But what a, well, uh, a well-conceived well and well-executed play. Well, that, of course, was the 6-12 <laughs> Zach Gentry, uh, who caught the last pass off of Ben Roethlisberger in Kansas City. It was an 11-yard completion on that uh, kind of very bad loss out in Kansas City. But Zach Gentry was the last guy to catch a, a toss from Big Ben, and he was he took the shovel pass. Um, uh, Zach took the shovel pass for a two-yard gain from Kenny Pickett for his
1: first reception. How about that? That that that's a pretty cool obscure <laughs> Steeler fact. And can't wait for that to end up on the Yins chat in a couple of years. Right after we let it fade, after Kenny Pickett has taken the helm uh, of the quarterbacking position for the Steelers and continue the next dynasty at quarterback. Uh, I, I'm saying all of these uh, over overreactive things that I'm hoping come true in my deepest of thoughts. But that that that's a pretty cool stat. I mean, the fact that you have a guy like Zach Gentry, a former QB. Having that oh, moment that, Oh, that's to, a good get. Right, that's right? right. I mean, right, yeah. it, it just it, it goes deeper and deeper, right, Wolf. We yeah. can go straight down straight down the rabbit hole with that one. <laughs> but um but no, it it it, it, it is a pretty cool Ooh. milestone to have that and to know that you'll ever forever be linked to this this transition period um for the Steelers.
0: Now let me ask you this do you know who caught the last T D pass of Terry Bradshaw's career?
1: Craig Wolfley. <laughs> I wish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Remember Bradshaw fired me in warm-ups yeah. in practice one time because I, I ran a, a yeah. go route, which was not a very much a go route. It was just a run straight ahead route. And, and as he lofted that ball and warm-ups in it, and I raised my hands and I'm looking over my shoulder and doing all the things I saw Swan and Stallworth doing, and then it just bounced off my helmet. Oops. <laughs> And Brad Johnson, yeah. get out of line. <laughs> I don't need yeah. that. Yeah. So, all right. But exactly. I will tell you this: we played the Jets, and it was the Jets. Interestingly enough, <laughs> December tenth touchdown. Yeah, no, I'm just Yeah, it was. Yeah, really. Uh, December tenth, nineteen eighty three, and it was Kelvin Sweeney that caught the last touchdown pass from um, uh, the the blonde bomber. There, I'll never forget because that whole year, you know, Terry had the elbow problem going on, and, you know, he had the minor bird that sat on his elbow that Myron Cope brought in with the guy that supposedly had these healing powers, which, by the way, I was sitting in the training room as Brad is sitting there, and he's got his red man cap on. He's got a chaw in his mouth, and, you know, and Myron is standing there laughing and cackling away with the minor bird sitting on on Bradshaw's elbow, and all of a sudden, Chuck walks into the training room, and he looks at this spectacle and you can only imagine what Chuck's reaction was. He's was like you got to be kidding me. And he
1: just moved on out. <laughs> really yeah, <quickly>. exactly. <laughs> yeah. This it's, is it's my like, quarterback. It's like, yeah. It's like, you know what? Nope, nothing surprises me now. This has been it. This <laughs> this is where we officially jumped the shark as an organization. <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly. Well, you had Calvin Sweeney caught one against the Jets, but the one before that, because Bradshaw threw two touchdown passes, and it was amazing, because we went into that game, and, and all they said was, we're going to run the ball, we're going to run the ball, and Bradshaw was five of eight, and uh, scored th- through two touchdown passes, we came back to the sidelines, and it was just, I think, into the second quarter, and uh, before you know Terry got doinked, he doinked his elbow, and it, it oh, everything went away, but... Uh, Tunch was sitting there, and he goes, "Terry, he goes, I thought we were running the ball." He goes, "You know me, Tunch. I ain't no, I ain't no uh, mailman. I'm a gunslinger, <laughs> you know." Yeah. And that's, that and he went out in the second quarter. He he banged his elbow off something, and uh, that was the end of it. But that's that's the guy. Calvin Sweeney was the last guy, and then now we know that Zach Gentry, the six twelve, Zach Gentry was the guy to last catch a pass off of Big Big Ben and caught the first one off of Kenny Pickett.
1: Yeah, see and, and and that that's 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 pretty awesome. Now the question is, do you know who, who caught his first big big Ben's first touchdown pass? Oh, 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 oh. Who was it then? Um uh, hold on, hold on. Um Keith Miller? Uh no, because Ben was a rookie. In oh, that's he right. He came that's in right. 2005. Right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're trying to go with a tight end. I cannot believe that you, okay, you were there. I know it, I was it, there. It, it, but you know it, what? It was... I Where was it at? Ramnesia? Where was it at? It was in Miami. No. Yeah, no that nope. yeah, that was his first start. Yeah, That was his first official start, but he came oh, in the end in... of the Ravens yeah, game Ravens and game. led the okay. comeback.
0: I thought you were referring to his first start. I'm sorry. I didn't realize that.
1: Yeah, no, no, no.
0: Okay. So, are you sure? Yeah, he, he got taken yeah. out by uh who was who took him out?
1: Who t- who who t- um you about uh Ray, was it Ray Lewis that hit Tommy no, Maddox? uh yeah, was it Tommy Maddox? I thought it
0: was uh who who's the other guy? Um the big defensive end from that time point. Oh, Suggs. The oh, oh, Terrell Suggs? Yeah, I was think it? it was Suggs that that caught uh, Maddox's arm. But I, I could be wrong, you know. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm just, I'm just trying to. You're trying to. Okay, I, who's caught the touchdown? Who was the
0: guy that caught the touchdown?
1: It was Heinz Ward. Okay, so it was the super
0: obvious. I tried to go for something that was not super obvious because I thought you would say, "Ha!" Just going for the obvious receiver. So it was Heinz Ward. Okay. So yeah. So we got
1: that. Okay. Very good. Okay. I don't remember who caught his last one, even though it was against the Browns.
0: Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't check that somehow. You know, in the pre-production, uh, you know, it just didn't register this oh, morning.
1: No, actually, you know what? It wasn't Suggs. You know who it was? No, who? Gary Baxter was the guy who sacked um, Maddox, Tommy, and knocked him out of the game. Okay,
0: okay, I'll tell you. Uh, I, I, all right, I just thought I, I thought I remembered Suggs hitting his elbow. But I couldn't, you know, like I said, yeah. you, you know what? If if you've been hitting the head as much as I have, <laughs> you know, it's amazing. But, I, I can still get my name here's correct. A,
1: <laughs> yeah, but here's the funny thing, Wolf. How What's about that? this? Ben's, it, it, Ben's first two passes of his career, mm-hmm. first one was an incomplete. Second one was an interception. Ooh. Oh, Did you know that. Yeah, yeah. you know what? Think That's about that. I'm just, thing. I'm just saying. Yeah, Adelius Thomas picked him off. That's so right. Whereas Jordan Whitehead picked off Kenny. Yeah. He was the Adelius Thomas of, uh, yeah. of 2022. Well, the one thing <laughs> they both
0: share is neither of those guys were shrinking violets. Hey, you put the ball in their hands; they're going to go for it. They're going to try to make the, something happen with it. They're not about to sit there and, and uh, wallflower with that thing. I mean, they're they're going to put themselves out there, and I think that's one of the things I loved about Kenny. You know, I mean, hey, y- your first official heave ho in a game, and you're going to go downtown like that to chase Claypool. Yeah, you got a couple of uh, uh, guys back there, the High Point area, <laughs> the landing zone there was a little crowded, but the fact is, he put it to his receiver, and he gave an opportunity to chase to go up and make a play. And those these are the times too, and you know what I'm talking about when. Guys got to kind of rise to the challenge to make a play for a young guy, for a new guy, for a newbie in there, and be able to come up with something to help them out because it can't be just the normal way to go about business. I mean, sometimes you got to rise to the challenge. Well, you know, just because somebody needs more juice that you can give rather than the juice they give.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think I think that's that. That's what you kind of have to to look at, right? I mean, the juice is. And I think spark, what you know, whatever word we want to we want to throw in there, cliche phrasing right. a, about getting things started, um, you know, you just there's something about that difference, and it's young, it's new, it's shiny. It's like, it's like when you buy that sports car, right? And you know, you drive it home in the moment from the dealership, but it doesn't really hit you till that next time. You walk into the garage and you see that car sitting in the garage and you know it's yours. You got the keys in your hand, right? Right. That's just that's a different type of feeling when you buy that new car, right? It's oh, just yeah. it's like it's like this, this is mine. And I wonder if that's what Kenny Pickett's going to be feeling tomorrow when he walks in the facility potentially. Because I, I I fully expect that during the press conference today coming up after our show with Mike Tomlin that that's going to be the case, right? I'm sure right. he's not going to intimate it because he doesn't want to tip the hand. But I think all points are going to lead towards. This is now Kenny Pickett's car. <laughs> you, know, you got you, a shiny new Steeler mobile. <laughs> you're not
0: getting the old man's uh, uh, 57 Bonneville, right?
1: <laughs> no, you, you're not. You're not getting that. You're not. You're not, you're not getting the old Deuce of a Quarter, right? You right. know, uh, you could you <laughs> could pour anything in and it'll start. Um, you know, or the old, or the old uh, was it? The, I forgot what they call it. The Ford. Um, before it was called the F-150, what was it called? It was called the uh, Deluxe. Was that? It? Deluxe. Okay. I think that's what it was called. Uh, you know, you're not we'll getting that. that. No. Yeah, we'll run with that. You're getting this shiny new car, mm. you know, and and it's, it's, it's a fast one. You know, you can call it a Charger. You can call it a Mustang. You can call it a Corvette. Whatever you want to call it. Pick a sporty, fast vehicle. That's what you're getting because this is a very young team. This is a team. You, you've got to open it up on the highway, right? Oh, to get know the foot, to make sure that that engine is nice and warm and that it, it can handle extreme pressure of of a young of a young driver and i think that's what you're getting with kenny pickett and it's going to be interesting to see how we progress and of course like you said you you got to have something for buffalo i know i know we're not we're still not supposed to talk to buffalo yet even though we're on to buffalo because it's 24 hour right. uh statutory time of morning is over with but You know, it's something that it's got to bring a new horizon. You wonder that breath of fresh air, what it brings to the guys as they get ready to game plan and get ready for this upcoming opponent in the Bills is that, okay, this is going to be something different. We know what the bumps and bruisers are going to look like, right? We're in the growing phase. We're in the ugly phase. I got to wear a ball cap a little bit longer (laughs) before I could unveil the plumage. But it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, just from the newness and the unknown nature of it. Exactly. Well, I think it's time to go, my friend. You know, I think it's time to go as well. But you know what you you know, you, you don't want to miss out on, Wolf? What's that? What, uh, what do you, I not you, want to miss out on? You, know, you don't want to miss out on this show right here or any show <laughs> that's on the SNR network. Go to your smart speaker and say, Hey, Alexa, play Steelers Nation Radio on iHeart, and she'll do the rest. So you don't miss out on any of your favorite shows, whether it's the standard, whether it's Steelers Week in Review by Wes Euler. Oh. That's right. Throw to Wes, I'm Wes. <laughs> That's right. You that can't same pitch to guy. Johnny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know, and thinking about, you know, Stan, uh, the godfather of Pittsburgh Sports, Stan of Saverin. Course. but also you could get the game day podcast. Uh, with Bob Labriola and Mike Tomlin on the Mike Tomlin Game Day Podcast. There's so much in the SNR databases. You can go on Steelers Mobile. You can go on iHeartRadio. But most importantly, you can also talk to Alexa. She answers. She'll get it done. But right now we're going to step aside because you're in the locker room with Wolf and Starks here on SNR and ESPN Radio.